This is the Tea Health Show, your medical lifestyle podcast, brought to you by the Tea Clinic, hosted by Dr. Mark. Good morning, I'm Dr. Mark, and this is the Tea Health Show in studio. As always, our friendly uh, producer, Simpiwe, and a dear colleague of mine, a dermatologist, Dr. Pulele Mpofu. Pulele, good morning, how are you? Good morning, very well, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure. Pulele, um, when we, when we decided about which topic we're going to talk about, yes. we said we want to cover the most common, the most common skin condition. conditions. Yes. And today we're talking about acne. And I yes. think if you've, if you haven't had some kind of acne form picture in your life as a teenager or even as an adult you were very very lucky so very lucky. um let's let's talk about mm-hmm. acne there's different times that we get it mm-hmm. i think the majority of us know acne from mm-hmm. our teenage years mm-hmm. um as we start going through puberty mm-hmm. so let's actually discuss firstly what is acne because it can present in different ways. What is yes, acne? It can. It's, it's, it's a disease of the pilosebaceous unit, you know, the unit that has the hair, the sebaceous gland, and the erectile pilomycel. So, what happens is four things happen in that unit to cause acne hyperkeratinization, which is abnormal. Which causes the plaque, the, the comedone to close. Okay, so this is actually where the pore closes up. Yes, because okay. of, because of, um, abnormal formation of the keratin. The skin that's supposed to fluff off. Yeah. That's why keratolytics can help in acne. Okay. The abnormality of that closes up the, the pore. Yeah. That causes the, the 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 lipid that has been produced, which is another thing, is the increased lipid production by the, the uh, by the sebaceous gland. Yeah. It then putrefies because it can't come out because of the abnormal keratinization, so it stays stagnant there. Okay. Then broke breakdown of folic uh, of fatty acids and all that. Yeah. Then inflammation. Okay, so if I can try and paint a picture, help me. Yes. So we have this well yes. into the ground and then um it's as if the skin close off the well. Yes. And now everything that is inside that well starts has fermenting no, no and going yes. fraught. Yes. It's the best way then to say it that. It activates an inflammatory response. And then you start getting that stink. Yes. Basically. And okay. bac- bacterial overgrowth happens. Okay. So um mm. I does this make sense to you, yes, some Piwi? Because um mm. when we talk about the treatment it's important of acne, to know we go to we going yes. to understand okay. what we need to do to prevent the formation yes. of these things mm-hmm. and what we can do to to treat it. Okay. Quick so some question. people um when cuz I've heard the term adult acne is mm-hmm. there a difference when you get it as an mm-hmm. adult and is there a difference when you get it as a teenager? It's a distribution. In fact, we can have it even as a baby where the mother's hormones are responsible for acne. There's a there's a form called neonatal acne. Which is short-lived. Then there's acne that is usual in teenagers. Eighty-five percent of teenagers, or, um, in, in, at, when they, when puberty starts, will have a form of acne. Then there's a there's a there's a different type of acne in twelve percent of women as they grow older because of our hormonal changes. Okay. Mm. The presentation is also different. It tends to be along the jaw. Okay. So, um, okay. uh, let's quickly go there, some, uh, um, Pulele, because then I want us to circle back. Um, oh no, actually, let's do this, otherwise we'll, we'll get sidetracked. Okay. So we understand the formation of acne. It's, yes. it's blocking off a pause yes. and then we produce In, more sebum. sebum now, if we stop at sebum production, yes. this is one of the things it's that... It's the most important contribution yeah. in treatment of acne. This is what I deal with in my mm. practice on a continuous basis. Mm. Hormonal influences in the skin. Mm. Because under the... Um, 
uh, influence of testosterone, mm. we produce more of the things exactly. that Pulili said. The it sebum, works directly fats. on the glands and activates them, makes them bigger, makes them more productive. Yeah, and this is what happens during puberty. Yes. This is why we see um, the boys sitting and smelly. They, they smelly. You just think about teenage boys as they go through puberty. We can smell those hormones mm. and, you know, we can see that the skin becomes oily. And that's when most of us start developing these blackheads, mm. whiteheads, mm. pustules and um, um, what's the other word? Nodules and, and nodules. Okay. Mm. So explain to us the difference between the different comedons, open comedons, uh, closed comedons. So this is the black and the white head. Yes. The white head has not opened up, so the keratin has not oxidized. Because with the, with the black, the black head, it has opened up and it's black because of the, ex, uh, because of the contact with the outside. So it's basically an open pore with khakikhuta yes, stuck in it. That, and, that's you know, a it's black like head. dirt, but basically. That's a black head. So that's a black but head. But a white, a, a comedone, which is white, still has some covering in it. It's the putrefied and keratin and all that material. Mm-hmm. Covered with this, with some layer of skin, some stratum corneum would still be there. Okay. But then it's not yet open, so it won't be black because it's not exposed to the oxidizing agents. Okay. So, Polili, if, if, again, for people that listen to us, if we have to, have to paint a picture, mm-hmm. um, when we refer to comedones, this is the first sign that we start yes. developing a, a skin condition like what, acne. That's what we should stop when we maintain. Okay, Mm -hmm. so that is if you feel your skin, Mm -hmm. if it's that little bumpy, gritty, Mm -hmm. it feels like there's sand on it. Mm -hmm. Um, That is the Mm -hmm. start Mm -hmm. of acne. And I think, um, and I hope you agree with me, if we can at that time. We need to act at that time because that's the first stage. Okay, so. That's the first stage. Mm-hmm. What happens in stage two? What is that process? Then you get pustules. So, I mean, so this is where you get those little yellow. Yes, yes. We can, we can get pustules before it becomes yellow, which is just um, a raised, an red inflamed thing. red lesion. Yeah. Then it gets mucky, and you get a pustule, which is um, the more it becomes like that, the more danger of scarring we get. Yeah, because pustule has more inflammation, which is more destructive to the tissues. Okay, and um, this is where people start squeezing pimples. In fact, they start with the. Sometimes they start even at the blackhead stage. And because, this is the last thing that you should because do. Because no, it's the last thing because we're increasing inflammation. Okay. Then and we tend to see more scarring in those that do that. And when when they progress from the blackheads and the whiteheads to the papules and the pustules, mm-hmm. um, a pustule means that now there's it has infected. Mm-hmm. And when you squeeze that, um, you know what? It can spread under the skin exactly. to the surrounding tissue. So if you think of one big pimple, it's just one sebaceous gland, mm. but one. when you squeeze it and it, it spreads, spreads under the mm. skin, mm. now it starts infecting the stuff around it. Get nodules. And now you Why get this you big nodules. You at all. Never, ever, ever squeeze a pimple. The inflammation becomes more, it becomes deeper, it becomes more destructive. Then you get pigmentation. Mm-hmm. You know, in, 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 in skin of color, in, 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 in people who are pigmented, mm-hmm. all the in, from Mediterranean to black, when you when you have even the slightest mildest acne, you have to consider it more severely, as if it's severe. Okay. Unlike a person who's who, who's who has a color of skin which is fairer, because the the pigmentation that occurs in people with more pigment. Is out of proportion with the lesion. So yeah. even when they have small lesions, the fact that there's a pimple there, and especially if you interfere with it, the pigmentation is out of control. 
Um, it's it's in what we call in our in our work post-inflammatory yes. hyperpigmentation. Mm-hmm. And if you break that word down, sorry, I was at a quiz last last night and I asked this Latin stuff. So post means after, hyper means more. extra or mm-hmm. more, okay. and the pigmentation is self-explanatory. Yes. And I um, Polile, I don't know whether you find this. Um, this is probably. Um, one of the biggest problems for our patients who are Indian, especially dark Indians, and then our fairer, lighter black patients. Yeah. Our skin type fours and fives. Yes, it is a problem. That's why I'm saying even when they have mild acne, you consider it as if it's severe acne. You see it's mild, but you treat it as if it's severe because you know that the sequelae are going to be out of proportion with the type of lesion that was there. Okay. They are going to have worse scars. Okay. So they should not be considered as mild, even if they look mild. So one of the things that I would like us to just quickly stand still at is, um, Simpiwi, I don't know whether when you were at school you had friends with, with a lot of acne or friends with acne. I had one close friend, um, and she still deals with it. To this day Because I've seen how um, It's almost like She goes through Seasons Of like uh, A breakout And then she'll go through Treatments And her skin will be fine And then There's something that causes That outbreak again And then she kind of Has to go through That cycle So that's what I've kind of seen Okay You know what I, I was I was going to go To something else But you said something That I want Dr. Mpofu to to just tell us a little bit about Polili, I see this as well I see patients that have I don't want to call it seasonal acne But I see patients that Recurrent Recurrent acne um, And why do we get this? Because um, it's it's debilitating for someone um, From a self-esteem perspective It's multifactorial What we see in our practices is that um not to blame patients, but most of them, because we do have treatment that can reduce the, the recurrences, but they don't finish it because they get so beautiful halfway. Mm. So they don't see the logic of going on and finishing it. That's the biggest reason for non-compliance. And that's one of the reasons for recurrence on, on someone who says they're on treatment. But there might be another cause of the acne. They might have hormonal issues in, in females. They might have, um, poly, polycystic ovaries. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that yeah. a little bit later in yes. more detail. There are lots of syndromes that have acne as a symptom, you know, and, um, but they are rare. Poly, because it's, it's common. The males have syndromes as well. Papas, mama, they are low, 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 but they are diseases with, with, with arthritis and they are very sick. Okay. And they have acne as well. Yeah. So, but the most common cause in my practice is patients who did not finish the treatment that was supposed to be to clear their acne 85%. Yeah. They, they, they clear themselves and then they go on very low doses just to maintain, but they get tired of that and they mm. stop. But that's not curative. Then we get to current relapse. Okay. So, um, I learned something from you right now. Something that, um, I knew, but sometimes didn't force my patients to practice. And Mm. what you just said to me is that acne is a condition that you can cure. It's not just Mm. a condition that you have to manage. You you can cure it. You can cure it, yes. But if your management of a condition is suboptimal, then it becomes chronic or recurrent. The problem is that the treatment works so well. So no one sees the logic of doing what is what is required. Okay. So for me, um, the reason I asked Simpiwe if she knew someone from mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. I think all of us, um, mm-hmm. especially the older generations mm-hmm. like you and myself, mm-hmm. um, I'm 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 not going to say how much younger <laughs> I am than Dr. Polili, uh, but you know. So um, we've been around. <laughs> um, <laughs> Have what, especially when we were at school, mm. if you had acne, you sucked it up. It was you know a problem. Mm. Um, but acne can cause such 
severe emotional distress yes. and psychological scarring, more so than the actual physical scarring. Yes. Um, and you know what? It is something that I think um, parents maybe should pay more attention to two children. It's difficult to and teach. And most of the time they interfere with treatment because they go to Google to read about side effects and they don't want their kids not realizing what the acne is actually doing to the child. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's, let's throw this around. Hmm. If um, a woman in her 30s or 40s get some kind of breakout, mm-hmm. it freaks them out. Think mm-hmm. about your wedding day. The mm-hmm. day that you had a pimple, mm-hmm. Three or four days before your go. wedding. That's <laughs> go. Um, you know, but how emotionally mm. distressed you were because I have one pimple on my face and, um, you know, there's photos that need, that mm. needs to be taken. Uh, my skin needs to be flawless. Mm. Now take that to your kid. Um, mm. that's in standards uh, or grade eight, nine, mm. ten, eleven. And, you know, they have it's bad okay to skin. Say standard. What, three, five? Huh? No, I'm saying you're going to say standard. Yeah, I, you know, I'm trying to be uh, because I never get those right. Um, but, you know, but here you have um, children that would say, you know, what, uh, pizza face or, you know, those kind of things. So it really, really is this. They call them lunch bar. <laughs> Sorry, it it really is emotionally mm. severely distressing. It's horrible. So, Polili, mm. for our kids, mm. um, let's talk about measures that we can implement that could prevent or even just lesser the degree to mm. which they might. Uh, have acne. Yeah, I actually want us to go through your first statement where why it forms because I think if we look at that, we can give patients that don't have access to medication um, guidelines as to what they can do. The good example of that is 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 pomade acne, which is very common. The acne that people get along their hairline. Because of the obsession of applying hair, hair, hair food, I don't know why hairs to eat. They apply hair food, which is greasy on the scalp, mm-hmm. and they, that's that belief that it encourages hair growth. That migrates to the forehead and causes a very specific acne. It's called pomade acne. Pomade is fat around the hairline. That can be prevented. Patients should just be taught that do not over apply oil on and grease on your scalp. Yeah. Make sure that we actually tell them to apply up to a centimeter before the hairline. Because it will migrate. So at least let it migrate to the edge. Yeah. Let it mo- not let it not migrate further to your forehead. Okay. So that's a very easy way to prevent a very common um acne amongst teenagers. Okay. Pomade acne, we see that a lot. We see acne from abusing other products, topical steroids, especially because of the nowadays people are bleaching. And they buy bleaching agents online. These are the, the hydroquinones mixed with cortisones the, and vitamin C's. And most of them don't even have hydroquinone. They have because corticosteroids are cheaper, that easily accessible. Yeah. And they 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 lighten the skin quickly, but they they. Oh my they, god! It's such my, a dangerous thing. My to practice, do. most of the acne in my practice is secondary to abuse of steroids, topical okay. steroids. So. Our kids that So they should avoid that <clears throat> Our kids that are at school And that starting to go through mm. um, Puberty mm-hmm. Where they, where we start seeing An uh, increase in sebum production mm-hmm. What can we do For those kids You spoke about the keratolytics I pr- we, 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 we always are, um, Advise them to use A retinol Because it reduces the keratin uh, it, it reduces it 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 reduces the microcomedon formation. It 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 opens up that covered up. Um, so the pore. stuff can come back. So that out. the stuff can come out. Yes, without being manipulated. So that there's no scars. It comes out on its own when 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 the person is washing or whatever. There's the sloughing of the 
So let's talk about retinol because I think for our older patients, mm-hmm. um, we know, and as, as people that work in skin, skin specialists, mm-hmm. we know that retinol is probably one of the best, best, best mm-hmm. products that mm-hmm. you can use as an anti-aging product, mm-hmm. as a, um, um, Exfoliant as uh, For many other conditions Where so you need the top layer to come out For warts, for molluscum For many things For okay. keratosis, pilaris We so, use it a lot So so tell us um, mm. For kids Because you know But retinol If you use it incorrectly Or if it you can, use a high dose yes. It can be quite um, sensitive and severe. There are companies that have formed Patient friendly Retinoid um, solutions that are less irritating yet effective. Atapalin based products. Okay. Atapalin is um is is a, is 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 not a is not a product. It's 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 um it's the type of retinol. So people should look for that. Those are kinder to the skin, but yet the effect is is still very good. Um, your your benzyl peroxides, those those ones are benzyl peroxide is good for inflammatory skin condition for for inflammatory acne. Okay, it's not so this is where you have painful red yes. swollen. It's not good for the comedones. You need a retinoid, a retinoid for, for the for so the, the retinoid would would um, exfoliate it yes. off, and your benzyl peroxide would basically remove the inflammation. Yes. It's more you get the best from combining them. So there is a product yes. for that, but it's a prescription product. It's a prescription product, um, and it's it's from a company that you mm-hmm. and I both work for, uh, or not for, work with. It's Galderma, mm-hmm. and you know what? I, I'm I'm going to name it because you can. And ask your your general practitioner to use this product. I like it. Think it's about a combination of both benzyl peroxide, which we know is good for inflammatory acne, and atapalin, which is very good for. Okay, and it's a safe product and it's easy to use because you use it twice twice a day, if I'm not mistaken. It's better to use at night only and very small amount, knowing a that pea size. It's very small. Yes, pea size, and not to rub. But just to apply it will absorb. People sometimes rub and then they get inflammation. There will be some bit of adjustment that the Over skin time, will have yeah. to make for about two weeks. So okay. a patient should not panic when there's a bit of irritation. Okay. Obviously, around the eyes, you and the, and the softer skin of the neck, you'd avoid it. Okay. But on on and you apply it lasting in the night. And people should remember not to sleep when it's still wet because it has benzyl peroxide. Benzyl peroxide dyes she, uh, white things, it dyes pillows. It dyes. Ah, yes. so make sure that it dries properly. It on has your to skin. dry properly, otherwise your sheets will be ruined. Okay. And your so mm-hmm. the product is called Epidio, and if you mm-hmm. ask, you just think about it. Epi, so like the epidermis mm-hmm. means skin and mm-hmm. Dio combination. combination. So it's a combination product mm-hmm. for your skin. If you ask your practitioner about mm-hmm. it, most practitioners will know mm-hmm. it's available as a prescription. Yes. It's safe from for children even from the age of nine. Am I correct, Polile? Yeah, we, 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 it's safe, but we use it more after 12, after the age of 12 because of the, because okay. of the irritation. Okay. But some patients, you use it early because some patients can have other conditions that, where you need that effect. Okay. So cleansing of the skin and exfoliating, we have an exfoliator mm-hmm. as a prescription medication, but how do we cleanse the skin? How do we moisturize the skin? And for me, the most important thing, and this is, mm-hmm. I think, sometimes where we run into a little bit of trouble mm-hmm. with the, the topical products that we use is for sunscreens. Yes. So what what, yes. what do we use to cleanse? Not yes. specific brain, but... Yeah. So I don't forget, when we, I just want to mention uh, on the retinoids that other companies have come with other products as well. There is one that is a combination of um, adapalin, of a retinoid and clindamycin. Oh, which one is that, if I may ask? Clindoxa. No, Treclen. 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 The Viatris product, yes. Okay. It's a combination of a retinoid and clindamycin. So sometimes, because of the pustules that are there, you think you need something that would be an antibiotic, but we know one people I'm mentioning it because people should remember that because of clindamycin, you it's not your long term process. 
you are not going to need to use it for more than four months because you don't want resistance. Yes, and I, well, I want us to stop with this. But it's a good, it's a good, um, thing to start with when you have, when the patient is full of pustules. I, when I was at school. Yes. <clears throat> I had acne. And back then, um, we, we were, most of us were started on one of the clindamycins or monoc- uh, minocyclins, uh, or even, um, doxycyclins, um, and you were left on it for a long period of time. We know now that there's, there's, there's no point in using for more than four months. Okay. Because of the resistance. What yes. we want to do is we actually want to, um, change the disease process and the disease mm-hmm. processes open up the pores. So it's basically mm-hmm. that exfoliant. But, mm-hmm. um, Polili, this for me, uh, you know, I've mentioned exfoliating, mm-hmm. um, but I've seen patients take corrosive stuff mm-hmm. and try and scrub yeah. their faces. Yeah. Please warn against this. What is a safe exfoliant to use? I'm even reluctant to exp- to prescribe it during the treatment phase because I know the skin is sensitive from the retinol, it's sensitive from the benzene peroxide, it's just sensitive. So I, I at the time of treatment, I'm reluctant to to to, to use anything actually. And if because we... it penetrates nicely, yeah. the, 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 the the drugs are very effective. So manual scrubbing should it's be discouraged terrible. because okay. it makes them react to the medication because they irritate the skin and, and reduce the, the 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 ability of the skin to withstand irritation. So um, sunscreens is a sunscreen important in extremely, a patient with acne? Extremely. Remember, we've talked about uh, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation as yes. a possibility. The, it's so important. We don't prescribe acne treatment without a sunscreen. But we need to choose the right sunscreen, which doesn't smudge, which, which doesn't make it, the patient look grey, because they don't, they won't use it, which is not greasy, because some are very greasy, because they are meant for the body when you're swimming, so that they are oily, so that it doesn't wash off. But they're not for the face, so, so we have to use a specific specific ones that are meant for the face. So. If we think about the sunscreens that's possibly available in our drugstores, in our chain stores, um, uh, one of the ones that immediately comes to my mind would be uh, the ones from Acetophil Rains. Is there any other ones that you, mm. you can think of? Because you can't, as you just said, mm. you can't take, um, for instance, let's say, Every sun, mm. uh, 50 for swimming purposes mm-hmm. and apply that and to your face. face. It's mm. going to block those pores. Exactly. So, um, are there ones that people can maybe look out for? Yes. Um, this, the one we've mentioned is a very good one, Cetaphil. It has an adult and a, and a kid version. Mm-hmm. The kid version is more moisturized. In fact, we can use the kid version even in adults when they're on treatment for acne. When they're on, when they're on drying treatment for acne. Okay. As a sunscreen, you can choose the, 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 the baby one. Yeah. And use that. Eucerin has love sunscreens. Avene has good sunscreens. La Roche Posay. We are Isdin. All those companies. Heliocare. We have very good sunscreens in the market. Okay. People just have to ask their dermatologist to, or their doctor to just suggest a few. We have lots of good ones. Okay. The, the, what patients should remember that I find frustrating is that there are many articles that say they are, they give a percentage, at some stage it was 28% of sunscreens that are not sunscreens. So we beg our patients, please don't use any other sunscreen that someone is selling. Use what I give you because we are very brand specific. Yeah. Because we don't want you to think you're using a sunscreen and it's something that has not been tested. Yes, absolutely. Um, so does sun, do sunscreens ex- expire? They do. They do. Yes. Okay. Um, do. the reason I ask that is I do a lot of sport. Mm-hmm. And I use a sunscreen in um, that I think both of us prescribe to our patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Heliocare. And it's mm-hmm. usually only, I don't know whether it's available in, in um, the some, shops. Some I, pharmacists have it. I've seen it at the Wedge. And um, you know what? I use 
because it's such a beautiful product, mm-hmm. uh, you use very little of it. Mm-hmm. And then um, when we come to winter, I change my, my sunscreen to the one that's in my normal moisturizer. Mm-hmm. So I don't add extra sunscreen. Mm-hmm. If I start the next season, is that sunscreen, which is an airtight pump, et cetera, et cetera, I still just, good? Just, just check what's written on it. Okay. Because I think different products be having different ingredients would, okay. would, would be different. So acne also presents in our teenage years, often on the back and on the chest. Yes. What is the difference there? Is it, is it because of the um, amount of sebaceous glands? Yes, because the acne distribution actually is in areas where there are large sebaceous glands. And we know that we have sebaceous glands all over the body except the palm and soles. But they tend to be large on the face, the scalp, the chest, the back and the shoulders. Mm. And those are the areas where we find acne. But I find it interesting for us to note that acne is not symptomatic, except lesions that are just painful when you press on them. When it is itchy, when you are sweaty and such that, think of yeast infection. A yeast infection. So folliculitis because it looks like acne. And it's common in people with acne because of the long-term use of antibiotics. Then the yeast overgrows. Then the patient is complaining of each and you are thinking. But, and it's, it's still in the same distribution, chest, yes. back, um, shoulders I and I thought arms. of it when you said that because that's where pterosporum folliculitis is and the patients are wondering, why is my back acne not clearing? Okay. My face is clearing. I'm on treatment, but my back is still very itchy when I sweat, I itch. Sometimes there's yeast there. So I remember, and I don't know um, whether you ever battled with breakouts but when we were small or little or you know when we were younger much younger than today um when we had breakouts my your parents would say to you you should stay away from the tomato sauce you should stay away mm-hmm. from the sweets and the chocolates and um is there truth in that that's a very controversial topic actually because most of our patients who come to us have already tried those methods and they haven't worked Okay. So we I don't never imp- stay away from sweets and tomato <laughs> we do not, sauce. We do not impose those on anyone, honestly, because we know that they've tried them. Google has already tried them. Google has, but there is some science behind it. That dairy and um, processed sugar, high GI food, has the ability to activate insulin, and in a complicated fashion, insulin can activate the glands. That activate, that, that, that produce sebum. But it doesn't happen that often and it doesn't happen in a significant way. We know that because most of, most patients have tried that and they will tell you that after eating chocolate, the following day I have acne, which is not possible. It takes days for acne to form. You can't have acne mm-hmm. the following day. This is not a hive. It's not eticaria or something. Okay. Or vasculitis. Acne has to have the blockage of the pores. The, the, it's a process. Yeah. It can't be the day after you eat peanut butter. <laughs> so it's, 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 we, 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 I, I honestly relieve my patients from that obligation because okay. I'm able to control them whilst they're eating what they want. Okay. Now, something that I'm seeing on a more regular basis, uh, you mentioned earlier about 12%. Um, I almost want to say that it's a little bit more is breakouts or acne in adults. Now, um, I, I actually want us to take a look at, um, adult acne in younger patients and then acne, adult acne in patients Mm -hmm. that's starting to go through menopause. Yes. And then, um, you know, I would love to discuss polycystic ovarian disease mm-hmm. because um, patients that present with acne, mm-hmm. you have to go and look for this condition. Yes. So, Pulili, adult acne, when does it occur? Who is it more prevalent in? The thing is, I'll tell, I'll tell you what is happening in my practice. Adult acne, most of the patients who come for adult acne, to be truthful, are, are because of products they've used. That are causing the acne. So, are these the products that cause blockage of the comedones? There's this question of, of they use products over the, on the, by the buy online. They use products they buy from even us because we believe the people who are selling them. 
most of the acne that we see, any dermatologist will tell you, in adults, is secondary to what they're using. So, but, but in the books, adult acne occurs because of our hormonal makeup. It's supposed to be 12 percent, but now we see more because yeah. of the fact that p- patients are are not depending on us for products. They go for themselves um, on the they, 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 they check online what is available, and then they use that. For me, that is the biggest cause of adult acne. Okay, so some have pigmentation, yeah. and then when trying to remove the pigmentation, they use a steroid. Yeah, then it gives them acne. And this is because of overgrowth of yeast. No, it, 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 cortisone also has a myth, has a way of causing acne. There's another cause of acne. The okay. yeast one I mentioned in, in chest and it's back. It's more acne. chest and back. Yes, it can be all over the body. Okay, but it's mostly chest and back, and it can be confused with resistant acne. But it's symptomatic, so you know that you suspect it when your patient says it's very itchy, especially when I'm hot. Okay. Then you just biopsy and or you take a swab and you'll see the the, the candida. Okay. Um, the 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 sorry. There is this this thing that we started seeing from 2020 onwards, and this is the distribution mm-hmm. of acne along the lower third of the face mm. Um, mm. and you know what in our industries in the aesthetic mm. industries and the dermatology mm. industries we actually coined the phrase mask knee mm. um, why why did we or why are people getting more and more breakouts along the lower third where they wear the masks and what can we do seeing that masks are not really going away. We don't use them as much as we used to, but they're still going to be with us apparently for a while. Um, why did we see that? The mask increases, I mean, changes the environment. It's more humid. It's more hot. It's, 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 it's just a different environment. It's like you're having tropical acne because okay. you can get acne when you go to the tropics from okay. the, so it's an, it's, 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 it's an artificial different environment around here. Okay. But without sounding repetitive, it's also more common in, in, in steroid abuse. Okay. Because then it causes perioral dermatitis, which people think is acne, but it's actually steroid. Polili, but you and I both know that steroids are scheduled products. The but steroids no, but that they're, in, they're, in most, they're in most of the skin lightness that, w- that are given over online and, and in the shops and everywhere. So actually, sure. you know what, when, when we come back for our next mm. podcast, um, one of the other conditions that we were going to talk about is pigmentation. Mm. Um, Pigment lightening products, They've your hydrochronones, your steroids, your high doses of vitamin C, your high doses of glutathione, they are incredibly dangerous and people actually don't know They this. don't realize it. Sometimes they are told that this is vitamin C when it isn't. It's just a steroid. Just because it will lighten them. So they are given them because they know patients are looking for ingredients. They've, they've learned that it's good to use a vitamin C product. It's used to use a retinol product. Then they buy it online. It's called retinol, but it isn't. You see the, the steroid, the steroid dermatitis it gives you. Yeah. You know what? I think one of the things that we've discussed so often, uh, when people ask me about which they're standing in front of the shelf, of skin products or supplementation um, that you buy over the counter. Mm-hmm. The problem that we have with that is these things are not regulated by the Medical mm-hmm. Control Council. I'm very particular with the companies that I buy products from. Okay, we'll we'll at one point we'll go into that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we we. Uh, Getting towards I frustrated you asking about adult acne, sorry We're we getting towards the end So mm. adult acne mm. Is caused by The same mm. Things, we have uh, Blocked pores mm. That gets inflamed mm. um, And then Overgrowth Sometimes we of get overgrow of, of bacteria And inflammation mm. Mm. Polili, what is the most effective ways 
to treat these things, especially in adults. We, we spoke about our topical products. Now, one of the things that I like to add in my practice is one of the oral anti-inflammatories in the form actually of, um, uh, antibiotic, tetra, uh, tetracycline, because it's got great anti-inflammatory yes. effects, but you know, it, it's got some side effects as well. Is this something that you would use in your practice as a combination treatment for I, patients? I use it a lot, but now we know that we, unless it's the microdosed tetracycline that can be used for rosacea long term, the higher 100 milligram doses for acne, Tend to cause resistance after four months. That's why they're not as popular for us. And we so the tetralysol is not tetracycline. Not uh, I like the other one because okay. it's seldom side effects. I don't like phones from patients having a reaction. Okay. So I choose things that don't have side effects. <laughs> you know what? I like yeah. all of us. Yeah. So tetras and it's tetracycline based um, pr- product would work, but the problem is that the absorption is not the same. So one tends to use doxy or lamicycline. Because then they are better absorbed. Okay. But the thing is, it has been proven that using them beyond four months is ineffective. It's not a good product. Okay. It's not a good act. Now, um, for me, mm. the gold standard for moderate to severe acne is the tretinoins, the prescription oral medication. Mm. Um, often, I think we get confronted, especially in younger people, in, in children. Um, no, but I don't want to put my child on this because it, you know, it's got so many side effects. Um, oral tretinones, uh, you know, it, uh, I'm, I'm going to put the name out there. It's your Accutane's, Accutane's, Oritane's, those kinds of things. There's a pharmacy that made fun of me, um, when a patient went for a script. This is the only thing the doctor knows. This doctor knows nothing else. But it's a gold standard for treatment because, and here I want to go back to what you said earlier. If you do not treat acne properly right from the start, it becomes chronic and refractive where Mm. now you have a problem. So scars, pigmentation, emotional scars. Talk to us about the tretinones. What why, why does this product, why is this product considered to be the best treatment for, and again, this is moderate, so this is already bad, to severe acne? We, 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 we even give it to mild because it's so effective. I do. Because for In a, my me, practice, for I a do. model to have two pimples, that's, that's, that, that's, um, career limiting. Mm. So you can't consider it mild just because they're two. So we we give it to most of our patients. Uh, it's 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 preferred because it attacks all the all the causes of acne, all the four. Remember, an antibiotic would only kill the bacteria, and, and the, you get resistance and so reduce you can't a use bit it of the inflammation. Time. Yes, you can't use it for a long time. Retinol will reduce. And retinol is it's important even after you've finished treatment with isotretinoin, a topical one, because it prevents microcomedon formation. That's what we do. After treating successfully, we then discharge a patient with a suggestion of using retinol continuously to prevent microcomedon formation. Okay. But is it isotretinoin tablets, oratane, uh, roacutane, acnetane, um, all of those, they ha- they work on all four causes of acne. That's why they're so effective. Reduce the oil production, correct the hyperkeratinization, reduce the inflammation, reduce the bacterial overgrowth. Okay. So we get the uh, we attack the acne from all the angles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of patients, when you suggest um, uh, the isotretinoins to them, mm-hmm. um, they immediately say, "Oh no, I ha- I've been on that. I don't want to go there because again because of the side it. effects." Um, we see some side effects, and the side yes. effects that you get from these is that you are dry. Yes. It's uncomfortable. For I remember during my days when I used it. There's lots of things that support, that help now. We don't just give you. We give you things for your lips. We give you stuff for your eyes. We explain if you have muscle aches. We check whether the creatinine level is not too high. We, we are aware of the side effects, but the main problem is the pregnancy. 
we have to be sure that there's no pregnancy. Yeah. So we do not give it un- unless a person is on a contraceptive. Okay. Um, because it's teratogenic. It yes. Actually, you will have Quasimoto's ugly cousin as a baby. Oh. So, um, okay. Polile, the, the secret with using tretinone or isotretinone is that you have to use the correct dose yes. for long enough. Yes, it's starting, it's starting to become a bit controversial now because now we're using low doses and doctors are getting uncomfortable with long-term long doses because we, we are scared the patients will forget to contracept if you put them on an extended because it's known that the teratogenicity of, 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 of this, tra- of this treatment has nothing to do with the dose. Even if you are giving one, one a week, you can get a very abnormal baby. Mm. I, I have to be honest, um, I like, uh, I, I myself mm. um, have for many years now, mm. not because of acne, because of the great effects of the isotretinins, taken 10 milligrams, one tablet, take twice regu- a week. I take it regularly too. It, it, um, it, it it's gives a brilliant me. anti-aging product. I like um, it too. And there's very little side effects it's if none. you know how to use it. Mm. Um, okay, so before we Talk about alternative treatments of treating acne. And here I'm thinking about microneedling, I'm thinking peels. about peels, mm. I'm thinking about photodynamic therapy, etc., mm. etc. Et um, let's just quickly talk about uh, the condition that you and I have both mentioned, and it's polycystic ovarian disease. Mm. Now, um, have you heard of PCOS, Sims? No. So, PCOS is a condition, and we find this in, <coughs> I beg your pardon, in young women. Okay. And it's a condition where they have excessive production of androgens. So these are your male sex hormones. And these patients often present with um, excess weight. They have a decreased insulin metabolism. So it was very interesting when Dr. Mpofu mentioned that sugar can activate insulin, etc., etc. These patients battle with fertility issues. They're usually hairy um, and often they present with acne. And um, if we see our patients that come through in their late teens um, and 20s and, uh, you know, what usually by the, by the mid-20s, we've usually made that diagnosis, um, we look for polycystic ovarian disease. Polili, um, you know, but this is a multifactorial treatment. You have to yes. treat the condition um, as well as the acne. Yes, you have to treat the acne and the condition because without treating the condition, the acne will just recur. It's one of the reasons we look for it yeah. when the person keeps on having recurrent acne, when you know you have treated them correctly. Okay, but but this is a medical diagnosis. You know yes. what? Um, you, your doctor really actually need to know what he's doing. Yes. There's blood tests that needs to be done from hormone screening mm. to metabolic screening, etc., mm. etc. Um, this is a condition that um, is not nice to have for a lot of a lot of girls, but it is a condition that we can manage properly. It's manageable, yes. Okay. Manageable. So um, before we run out of time. Mm. Um, I like using uh, alternative or add-on treatments to treat acne. And here I'm specifically thinking of the microneedlings because uh, one of the things that we know is acne does not like oxygen. Mm-hmm. So when you can oxygenate the skin with microneedling, mm-hmm. uh, we... Uh, see an improvement immediately in the pustules mm-hmm. and the we papules. just have to avoid nodulocystic if it's very if, if because when there's when the nodules are deep then they also have stuff they have more yeah they have more they have they have worse anti they have worse bacteria Okay, and if, this is something that you then don't you want cysts, to yes we, to spread the other patients do very well but the, it's, it's, an, it's a contraindication for those that have nodules and cysts. When we talk about microneedling, I just want to implore the patients that are listening to us and that are considering this, that you go 
to a dermatologist or an aesthetic mm. practitioner, mm. not your not esthetician, mm. not right. your beauty therapist mm. that mm. does this. Okay. Um, Polili, for our patients with, with acne and post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, even some scarring, mm. there are other things that we can do, like our um, even chemical peels. Chemical peels, a combination of both. I like that. And product-wise, for our for our um, more adult patients, it would be the same kind of things. Be very careful what you buy over a counter. Yes. Don't buy stuff offline. Yes. Um, you know what? Is there any other little secrets that you have from all the years? Um, in practice and all your experience with both black and white skin types um, that you want to leave us? It's just simple. Early treatment is important, especially in black patients or Indian patients because of the fact that they, there's post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Avoidance of trying um, do-it-yourself products at home is harmful. That lemon that you put on your skin that is not diluted, that ginger, we've seen chemical burns from garlic on this, on the skin. Mm. So pe- people should stop doing things, um, on, on their own. They should consult. Early treatment, finishing the treatment required. If, 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 if there's a regimen that's supposed to take 10 months, even if you improve in two months, please stick it out and finish the 10 months. Um, Cooperating with your clinician with the uh, with the the, the additional uh, topicals that you use. If a sunscreen is prescribed, there's a reason why a particular brand is chosen for you. So I prefer that people just stick to the process. But what they should know is that acne is treatable. Fifteen percent can be recurrent, so there's nothing wrong with it being recurrent. It can happen under normal circumstances. Then we treat again and it has the same, it has the same chances of clearing as, 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 as the previous, um, attack that, that one had. So, but it's important to also note that there are some conditions that, that, um, are associated with acne. Give us a good history of your acne. Don't consult online where you t- just show us your acne because then we can't see you. We can't see that maybe you are a male that is tall and you might have the Papa syndrome. That goes along with, it's important that you consult properly. Don't consult, just, uh, don't just look at the acne and think it's just acne. It might be an indi- indication of other conditions. Yeah, underlying conditions. Yes. More serious ones. Yeah. Um, we are fast running out of time. Polile, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You are a treasure trove of information. I always learn when we together. Thank um, you. I learn we, as well. We are going to talk about different conditions yes. in our next ones, maybe pigmentation, yes. because this is something, especially for women, that is... That's the reason they use stuff that causes acne. <laughs> okay, so and pigmentation is often not something that we can prevent, and pigmentation is something that you and I both know is not treatable; it's manageable. It's chronic. So um, we will be back next week. There's a possibility that fatigue uh, health show is going to take a little bit of a hiatus. Um, I'll be traveling extensively over the next couple of months. So um, next week I will have my my regular team, Sister Elise and Stacy, and hopefully our uh, neurotherapist Yvonne here. And we are going to just cover a couple of things that we've done over the past two years with Cliff Central. Join us then, Dr. Pulele Mimpofu, dermatologist here in Johannesburg. If people want more information, how do we get hold of you? They can just phone my rooms. Okay, um, you online over the telephone number? Yes, 011-784-3004. 
Okay. And for T-Clinic, um, we have branches here in Johannesburg as well as in Umschlange. If you want to know more, if we can help you, if you want some more information, we can always pass it on to Dr. Mpofu. The number is 010-824-1393. We are on all our uh, social media platforms and you can get hold of us at www.theclinic.com. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Stay healthy and look after your skin. It's the most one of the most important organs you have. <laughs> Thank you. That was the Tea Health Show, empowering you with knowledge. Download all previous episodes on your favorite podcast platform. The Tea Health Show is brought to you by the Tea Clinic.